Man faces huge fines after using drone to bring sausage to his hot tub. Yes. <laughs> Did you see this? What? Yes. Look, Mike, right there. Read it. I just, I seen that. I'm like, come on, you're kidding me. And, and the guy's in his hot tub. Yeah. Okay. So who does that? I, I don't know. <laughs> Even in focus. <laughs> it's in focus. Good morning. Good morning, yeah. everyone. Scoop my chair around. Yeah, I know. Good morning, everybody. Welcome, Periscope <laughs> viewers. What's going on? Look, look, look. Can you see him? <laughs> look. Who's that guy? Yeah. Actually, we're going to try to put him on the big TV, but we were getting too much feedback, so we just exit out and we're like, ah, we'll just throw him on the table just for fun. Welcome, everybody. Thanks for joining us. FT After Hours back in the studio on a very cold and snowy day here in Ohio. It was tough getting here. 23 degrees this morning. Yeah, it was was tough getting here this morning. Not a lot of snow, just super slippery. And they didn't tend to it. Sunday, I just think they slept in as well or something. Right. Yeah, clues and I, I was out. I was getting nervous. Mike, you weren't here. I was like, "Where's Mike? Maybe he's in the ditch. Maybe I got to go." Well, get I had him. to shovel the driveway. I have a steep incline, so I had definitely had to get that cleared out for my wife to go to church this morning. So, ah, gotcha. plus me going. But <laughs> well, as you can see, joining us today is Andre Russo up there, probably getting the same amount of yeah, snow and cold that uh, we're getting. He's familiar with it. No, it's cold. It's cold. It's cold. You were out cold. flying yesterday. Uh, yeah, we'll talk yeah, about that. Was, that. that was yeah. Uh, also, yeah. Also, so Mike, do you know your temperatures in Fahrenheit by any chance? Or am I throwing uh, you under the bus? <laughs> no. No. Yeah, well, we, were, we were just like, it was minus 14 Celsius to the wind chill, so that's pretty, that's, that's getting cold. low, and Anything. apparently it's going to get worse. I know our wind chills were about 15 degrees yesterday, my dad was saying. Anything that's got a minus Fahrenheit, in it, it's is. cold. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh man, um, I might have to have a conversion calculator. That's for... what I do. I go on my weather app, <laughs> Google, I pull up Ottawa, something. and it, I go, okay, <laughs> oh, okay, it's twenty degrees. Oh, I got it. Yeah, I do the same. I flip every once in a while, uh-huh. so it was it was still pretty frigid, and that's just the beginning. I know yeah. I've got friends out in the West Coast who are having some really wild weather. One of my buddies sent me a picture. And he had frost on the inside of it. You know the door handle, the little, the oh, little yeah. cowling over top on the in, on the inside of the door. Wow! And what is it? Frost around frost. the grass, beating around the handle. I'm like, oh. Our our doors once in a while when it gets really cold, our sliding glass doors oh. does that. They ice up on the inside. Oh wow! Yeah. Wow. You know, I heard a. Uh, I can't remember exactly who it was, but I was listening to another podcast. This was last year, or something, and he he was a gentleman who. He was originally from the, I think, the far northeast or somewhere up in, I don't know if it was around Boston or whatever, but now he lives out in California. And he was, he, he made some good points. He's like, you know, I, I've, I've lived both places, you know, and it, it seems to me that the people that live in the, the north or in, in the snow country or that have the seasons, they, 
He goes, my thing is they, they seem more hardy. Like you got to deal with the elements. You got to deal with the people and the driving and the dr- getting dressed and the shoveling of the driveway. And he's like, out in LA, it's the same thing every day. You wake up and it's sunny and everybody's like, doo, 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 it's just great out here. And so there's something to be said, uh, you know, about uh, people that got to deal with the conditions. Every huh. day. I thought that was a pretty good point. Um, you know, Mike, I was out, we were having a little like dinner type thing last night and there's a, a friend of mine, I, I don't know him real well, but, um, we were talking a little bit. He wants to learn how to fly and I was supposed to actually kind of teach him this summer and it just didn't work well, out. With baseball and stuff. Well, really yeah, you know, too, and, I know. and when I, when I was free, he was busy and vice versa. It's tough sometimes. So we were chatting a little bit and I want to, I may even see if I can, get him in studio, maybe talk a little bit, but he was in the military and I, we didn't get in the dates or anything, but I'm guessing he's pretty close to my age. So probably maybe 20 years ago or, or whatever, but he was in the, like back then the drone department or whatever, that was all kind of new technology sure. for them. So he was telling me a little bit of the stuff of like what they were doing back then, you know, these, and they were, Andre, they were fairly, the stuff they were dealing with was fairly small. They said, you know, small foam stuff, or, or I think some of it might have been balsa, and they were pretty like rogue, no landing gear or anything. And and when they when they came back to land, most of the time, once they got them down the ground, they would just fall apart or disintegrate. Um, by design, you know, or <laughs> I don't know if that was by design or not. But uh, he said, you know, we we lost a few, which probably cost a lot of money. He you know, obviously would then. have the interest in RC. I think. Oh, he's he would, definitely. He, he when, definitely would like to do it. I'm when sure. I chat with him and tell him about some of the stuff we have today, the technology, even like with the Phantoms and stuff, he's just blown out. He's like, "You're kidding me! You're kidding me!" And then I was telling him, you know, we're going to talk a little bit later, but I was telling him about the little micro drones that fit in yeah. your hand. I go, "Yeah, you know, we sit on our." couch now and put our goggles on fly around the house you feel like, like an insect yeah you're kidding me i go no it's amazing what what was his there. first name if you don't mind so if he does come to studio i know who you're referring to oh i knew you're gonna ask oh, me i'm that. sorry no um jeremy <laughs> jeremy good yeah. job yeah yeah jeremy all right i can't even remember andre's and name he's roughly our age you think yeah he's right around our age Really super nice guys. Cool. He really wants to try, you know. So I was and how told, did you meet him again? Was it a neighbor? Uh, he actually goes to my wife's church. Okay. And he found out that I fly RC. Has always been kind of intrigued and everything. So he's he's hit me up a little bit, and we were at a like a church dinner I function see. thing last night. I see. And we got to chatting for a little while. And That's great cool. guy, That's but cool. you know, it's just funny. You know the what they were doing back then. Oh you know? yeah, so that kind of it changes it. like so rapidly, oh, exponentially in the right. past few years. Yeah, and even back then, you know, these. I think he was telling me they had the IR cameras and and you know the night vision and all that stuff. And so, but, but it would have been huge. Yes, I'm sure of it. Yeah, yeah. Twenty years ago, I'm sure. And and then like we were talking. So we know what we have now, like what we're doing, what we're flying. So imagine what they're probably doing today. You know, some yes. of the stuff that, you know, we don't know about. So it was rather interesting. Uh, well, do we want to get into the hot topic? We might as well just get into this now, talk about it. Maybe we'll get some people to comment on Periscope. Uh, I kind of like this because it feels like he's right here. I know, here. it does, Andre. It really, <laughs> it's more, uh, I, you, I, it's more you involved. You can't really see us, but we're looking, I feel it's like straight. you're here. Yes. It's kind of cool. It's really well, straight. Got, I'm watching you guys on the other screen. So oh, it's okay. Of, you know, that, that, that delay is kind of there. So if I'm looking down, it's because I'm actually that, looking at my, my tablet there to... 
go on and this keep is kind of neat rolling but yep. yeah this is kind of neat and fun so yeah, yeah. i got the you know Ooh, nice yeah test <laughs> i don't have morning. no flight i got the original <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> all right so if anybody that's kind of into the hobby or hardcore or into multi-rares or whatever, probably realize um, there were some hot topics going on because Rotor Riot released a pretty, con- I'm going to say controversial uh, video, was a couple days ago. And, you know, I, I'll talk about my thoughts, and, and I actually did kind of talk to Chad Capper a little bit. We actually tried to get Chad on the show. I just... I know what social media is like, and I know what a lot of times how things try to, even through text, Andre, like I may text you something and mean the complete opposite, and you'll send something back, and I'm like, that isn't what I meant Mm. to say, or maybe it didn't come across. So you know how that stuff works, you know, and and on Facebook and everything. So I thought it would be really good for Chad to maybe come on and and express what he was trying to get across or or talk about it in more depth. Unfortunately, he he did text me back. He's out in L.A. They got some stuff going on. He couldn't come on this morning. But he said, hey, fire off some questions. I'll try to answer them, and, you know, if you guys want to talk about it and help, you know. That's great. So he did. So I, I appreciate that he did take the time. I fired off about 10 questions. But anyway, I just want to talk about it. Um, and if, in case nobody did see the video, it was um, filmed kind of down in a, the Atlanta area. And it was some of the, the Rotor Riot guys. And they were doing some serious building diving, I guess is what it's called, where you know you kind of go up to some of the taller buildings, roll around up the top, and dive down the, the sides. Now, initially, and I guess I have to emphasize, this is kind of close to home because we know the Rotor Riot guys and we know Chad very well. So it's close to home, and I, I, I may have a little different perspective. But first of all, I have to say the video is, you watched it, Mike, yes. at my house the other yeah. night. It's amazing. What they were doing and the way they filmed it and, and how they were doing the dives and everything, absolutely amazing. It, the video is so cool. Now, after I watched it and I started to think about it a little bit and realizing you know, what they were doing and everything, I, I like what they're doing. I like that they're pushing the limits. Now, my th- feelings on it is the way things are going here in the States, especially over in Europe where they're really cracking down on the FPV and the drones and everything, I think my only concern is if this does really get out or blow up or become a huge viral video or somebody in the city of Atlanta gets a hold of her or city count, I, I don't know who knows, or possibly the FAA, you know, it kind of brings me back to uh, uh, trappy Raphael Parker when he initially got in trouble for doing that little bit of filming in Virginia with his wing at, you know, at that college, I believe it was. And it was out there for a while and somehow the FAA got a, a hold of it and, went after him now like andre me and you talk how many youtubers are out there that really have no idea of the rules and regulations maybe they do i don't know and don't care uh we've talked about casey neistat a lot who are out doing probably much worse things flying over people and cars and just stuff that really they shouldn't be doing again i love watching it the videos are amazing but there's been no repercussions of anything out there. They're making buku money off of some of you know these videos. And the Rotor Riot Group is a much smaller, I'm going to say niche market, maybe, I guess if that's the right word. Um, but it still concerns me a little bit if this does blow up 
and gets out there if there's going to be any repercussions down the road for the rest of you know the hobby. I, I hate to see you know maybe there'll be a, a a city limit ban on. I'm just throwing stuff out there. I don't know what could happen. Yeah, a, a, a citywide ban on drones, like no flying drones inside of city limits, or new regulations around building or whatever. Who knows? Yeah. I think that's my biggest concern. Is if this does blow up, what what could possibly happen? down the road so mike go what did you what do you think what was <laughs> it almost takes me back and this is a horror probably horrible analogy but like beavis and butthead with fire you know <laughs> it's like they're a cartoon and yet they had to take the fire scenes away from everything because of what the negativity that it brought or they didn't want people to emit, act out on that type of a. Uh, you know, and I'm afraid, like, you, I don't know if you mentioned this, but other people see this and they want to act and do the same thing without the professional ability, knowing their equipment, things like that, that mm-hmm. we know the Rotor Riot guys do. And knowing Chad, I know safety is usually, I mean, I'm sure they did a lot of precautions before they did this. I could be wrong, but yeah. I, I didn't talk with them firsthand. But I know one important fact that you pointed out that I didn't even realize. I was like, where's all the people? And you said it was uh, Thanksgiving Day, I think Day, it was Thanksgiving possibly. Day. And so if, everything was closed. People weren't out yeah, and about. So as no, far as safety aspects, right. I didn't see anything wrong with the video as far as that. I mean, they could have did, like, damage to a window or something, right, perhaps. But, right, right. But, uh I don't. I don't know. As far as that, I think. I think they. It looked like they uh, observed precautions that mm-hmm. way. So, um, I don't know. I don't know if it's. I mean, visually, it's awesome. Yeah. But at the same time, is it something that you want the public to imitate or try to right. do? I don't know. Is right, it negative right. that way? Uh, I guess. But yeah. You know, that's a little bit of my other concern. I, I. I hope people are smart enough, especially the hardcore guys that realize, like, you know, maybe. I, this isn't a, a great idea for me to go down to my my city and you know try this. I, I'm ho- I'm thinking that I could be completely wrong. I'm sure there might be some people out there who go, "Hey, this is awesome. We got to try this." Yeah, you know, use some common sense here a little bit. They're the the Rotor Riot guys, I've been around them. They, I mean, are we very almost we, we, yeah we we consider them professional yes, level for sure. Very so, very good for freestyling. Yeah, yeah. But, Andre, what was your initial thoughts? Uh, like everybody else, I think I was initially, I was very shocked. It was like, oh, oh, you know, and it's that, it's like, I know these, I, well, I know Chad, uh, you know, we, we've, I've briefly met the other guys at Flight Fest, but it was just like, ah, and then after a while I cooled off and mm-hmm. I went, wait a minute, exactly like you said, you know, we've seen other examples of with, 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 the you know, YouTubers who've got millions and millions of subscribers and views yes. on their videos doing far worse things, you right. know, down New York and all across Canada and, and, and just, you know, you know, way higher count numbers and everything than even, you know, the Rotor Riot guys. So in the end, I kind of went, okay, fine. You know, the follow-up will be how they respond and what they do and, mm-hmm. and how they decide because yeah they've positioned themselves to be leaders uh, if you will in the content that they provide so let's see what they're gonna do from there but after i kind of just went okay fine afterwards you know and it was like it didn't bug me as much as it did initially yeah and then afterwards i'm like yeah okay fine right. they've done something uh you know it's not the first time we've seen stuff like this but it was the first time seeing as uh rotor riot sure. branded material so yeah, and I think I would have a huge problem that if this did gain some traction and the FAA kind of came down on them because I'd be like, you know, wait a minute here. You got all these other yeah. YouTubers out there 
that we see this that, kind of footage. Worst, worst yes. case scenario. Worst, yeah. worst uh, right. scenes that we see. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Flying down New York Street on yeah. a street on a busy day. Right. You know, right. Twenty feet off the deck. Yeah. You know, crashing them on sure. the top of buildings in New York City. You know. Yeah. Exactly. So there are far, far worse. I mean, um, you know. I give them kudos for an artistic, uh, you know, presentation, but at the same time, you're kind of like, yeah, golly, what are you presenting here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, gut check is there, but hey, you know, they put it out. It's really too bad that you know Chad couldn't join us because it would have been awesome just to, you know, I put totally him in the agree. Hot seat. Yes, 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 totally definitely. agree. Firing him off some questions <laughs> and you know, let him let him go to town. Chad's always good, and I got to give him some props. He's been very active and all over Facebook and everything, trying to answer people's questions, take in everything. He's, you know, he's even said publicly that he's learned more here in the last couple of days than he has in the last couple of years with, you know, thoughts and concerns and what people were thinking. And, you know, I, I just sat back and took it all in, read all the comments, you know, and it, it just, it's, it seemed to be almost that you were either, Way forward or way against it, you know what I mean? There was didn't seem to be a real happy medium in there, but you know, if it gets people fired up, you're going to talk about it. So, yeah, um, I'll run through a couple questions. Like I said, I didn't want to take up a whole lot of uh, Chad's time, but I did fire off a few questions, things maybe you know I was thinking about, or maybe some of the audience out there was thinking. Well, I guess from the video, did it get a lot of comments? Did we notice? I mean, I, I think you said you noticed a, quite a few. Uh, most everything I followed was on the Facebook. Um, there there was a couple, two, I think two threads on it, correct, Andre? There was one where the actual yeah. video was up with a, with a bunch of stuff, and then Chad actually posted another thread in there that was just kind of taking questions and comments. And, you know, he, like you said, he's trying – to get a feel of everybody's thoughts sure. and what you know yeah. all right the, the video itself sorry the video itself has like you know 540 uh um, comments on it and you know they range and it's you know it's been viewed like almost thirty-two thousand times in the uh, two or three days it's been up so right all right so i'm i'm gonna read a couple questions and chad didn't and these are kind of short and sweet we did this over text um and i again i just appreciate that he even you know did this for us my first one was, and there's a whole thread, and I, we could probably post it, and I read through a little bit today, but there's a whole Reddit post of all kinds of questions, and Chad answered a lot of stuff, and it kind of breaks it in a more broad spectrum of you know his thoughts and everything. My first one was, was there any hesitation about releasing the video? You know, I, I could see myself as like, hey, we got a lot of people kind of involved here. There's a large corporation behind us. You know, is, is this maybe something we ought to hesitate or think about? And he said, yes, we definitely hesitated, but we also promised to be transparent. It was something they did. I don't think, he said, I don't think that it's uh, uh, Rotor Riot's mission not to share something that was so real and caught on camera. So, you know, they thought about it and said, you know what, Let's just do it. We'll we'll see what happens. And of course, my next question was: well, Was there any concerns about legal issues? And he says, oh, absolutely, of course. Every, but everyone was extremely cautious. Uh, I know they always watch out for each other and they take safety precautions. And and like I said, we know the guys. We know how they fly, especially you know uh, Chad and and. Um, it's nice hearing it from his words, though. I yeah. made that assumption, and then to hear him. 
uh, reaffirm that. Right, right. Um, The other question I asked him was, were you surprised at the responses or or what you got on on Facebook and everything? And he said, I knew some people would be upset, but it surprised me how many. Besides our promotional video I made back in January uh, that has a building dive in it, the only reason the episode and the footage uh, was from wasn't released is that we didn't have enough content. Was there anything you guys were trying to gain out of the video? He said, this is where people love to make it all about one thing. If I say views or subscriptions, they'll jump on it and say, I knew it. They're selling out for all the sweet, sweet YouTuber cash. Just to let everyone in on a secret, we make it about. Uh, Next question was, what's the feelings of the Rotoriot guys since the video was released? Are they little bit regretful or you know are they glad that they did it and they're you know like just yes you know we're this we're standing by it uh he said there was a little bit of mixed feelings but he doesn't think that you know he really regrets anything of what they did i asked him if it changes thoughts on you know these type of videos because as we've seen their videos have really varied you know it could be anything from teaching somebody how to fly to fantastic footage in Hawaii. To, I mean, it's it's very ranged. And I'm sure they're watching, you know, how many views they're getting and what's popular and, and stuff like that. So I wanted to know if it's this type of video has, has changed, you know, what they want to do down the road or do they want to continue to push, you know, the limits on what they're doing. And Chad said, I just want the guys to do what they do. I think it's very important to document the life and the culture of the FPV pilots. I think we should be transparent and honest about what they do. Uh, I did have a question, you know, with everything getting better and better and better, Mike, you know, we're, I mean, like we were just talking, we're flying around these micro FPV stuff. I said, with the equipment getting better and where do you see the guys, you know, pushing the limits down the road? What do you, what do you think they're, you know, going to do? And he says, I honestly agreed with us. He said, the micro stuff just gets better and better and it's, you know, coming down to just smaller and smaller. So you're going to be getting just as good equipment in a five or six inch quad that's going to probably trickle down into who knows a four or a three inch quad and they're going to be doing the same kind of stuff which we all agree we, we knew it's coming it's probably going to get to the point where the faa is probably going to have to revise their codes because it's all under half pounds. yeah because the, <laughs> the quads there. are going to get down under a half a stick of butter yeah right <laughs> Two sticks of butter yeah but how much damage is that going to do to a plane <laughs> if you're zipping up there? Yeah. <laughs> so small, it's insect level. Uh, I was curious about the other guys, the you know the, the other drone racers, the top-level guys, the other freestyle guys. So have they reached out to you? Uh, have you heard anything? What do they think? Uh, he said, yeah, a lot of them have. They've reached out. We, we've talked about it, um, and we've had various responses, but he said most of them, and I can totally understand this. They, you know, they're kind of a hardcore group. We all stick together, and they've been very supportive. Um, I, let's see. Do you think it's necessary to put out videos like this to push the sport to new levels? Uh, Chad said, again, I think it's very important to be sincere about who we are, People sit in the corner. People who sit in the corner don't impact the world. Well said. Yeah, true. Uh, my last question was, and I was kind of joking around. I said, has AT&T reached out for a sponsorship deal yet? And he said, not yet, but I'm waiting by the phone. 
So those are just a few little thoughts. Let's I, say I didn't get that one. In the in the the second half of the video, if you remember, they did an AT and T building dive. So oh, you, you see the quad see. come right up. Beautiful AT and T sign comes up in the frame and then down the building. I, I thought, see. wow, it looks like a commercial. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. We'll have to get him to do that on the first energy building. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's what we should do, huh? Oh, they would just love that. <laughs> so that was a few things I, I asked Chad. And um, has anybody commented on Periscope, Andre? Have you uh, happened to? People are agreeing in the sense that, you know, like what I said to you, I said I could take my race car and rip around the street, and that is very illegal, but, you know, unless it's caught. So, yeah. thing that kind of – You could take your – you can, hey, 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 that, that, that bottle, you're blocking me. Oh, <laughs> my giant coffee mug. Sorry. <laughs> Didn't think but about it. Exactly that. I mean, you could take, your, you could take your, your motocross thing and start beaming around the streets. Same effect, right? So, well, I, um, the thing that kind of irritated me a little bit is some of the analogies people were putting on there. Like, and, there, and I know totally, Andre, you're going to agree with this because you, you've been there and done that. But some of the analogies were like, well, and I'll throw my motocross thing in there for an example. They're like, well, you know, you see a motocross guy going, going out on a supercross track doing a 70-foot triple out of a turn as a 10-foot run. Well, if one guy do it, so I'm saying the rest of the guys are going to jump on, they're going to do the same thing. You can't throw an analogy out there like that because it's your personal self and you could die doing it. Flying your little quad out there, doing some trying something somebody else is doing, you're not going to die doing it. Same way like a race car thing. You know, oh, hey, this guy did it in his car, so I'm going to go out and try my... No, you're not. Because you're going to die yeah, if you don't know what you're doing. Exactly. Exactly. So you can't make analogies like that. It just doesn't work. It's apples to oranges, man. You can't... Yeah, you know, if, well, if one guy jumps off a bridge, that doesn't mean everybody's going to fall him. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but you can throw a quad off a bridge and not think Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, but that was about the only things. But uh, we'll see what happens. Like I said, I let them keep doing their thing, pump out the videos, and and we'll see what happens, uh, yep. and go from there. So, it, it will be curious to see what the follow up is. You know, that that that'll be the 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 acid test, I guess, if you will. That'll be, you know, how do they follow up? What do they do? Right. You know, is it is it back to routine programming or do they keep the edge? You know, it, it'll. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch with curiosity. So. Yeah. All right, we'll get off that subject, but it was a pretty hot topic here the last couple of days. Actually, it's probably still going. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> It'll go for a while. But like like we said, it's uh, hey, at least it stirred the pot and cre- created a conversation. Yeah. You know? Hey, real quick. Now we we were a little serious there for a while. I I found a funny story. I think it might have been on Facebook, and I might have saved it. It just made me laugh. But uh, let me see if I can find it real quick. I think it was out in Australia. Um, somebody posted it. Okay, here it is. It, this is funny. I made me laugh. Maybe it's not probably not funny for him. Um, oh, where to go? It says man. Jeez. Oh, Advertisements, advertisements. I don't want to see another advertisement. It says, man faces huge... Oh, advertisements, go away. Man faces huge fines after using drone to bring sausage to his hot tub. Oh. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Did you see this? What? Yes, look, Mike, right there. Read it. I just, I seen that, I'm like, come on, you're kidding me. 
And, and the guy's in it. his hot tub. Yeah. Okay. So who does that? I, I don't know. <laughs> so I'll, I'll read the story here a little bit. Uh, Known only by his first name, the Australian man recently made flight history by daring to dream as only the greatest dream before him, by having a sausage delivered to him by drone as he waited relaxed in his hot tub. This is kind of funny, you know. Allured by the wafting scent of sizzling meat, Tim and his mates dispatched the drone to a local grocery store where a barbecue was taking place to retrieve a sausage. The whole incident was caught on video and uploaded to YouTube, where it quickly garnered hundreds and thousands of views. The original vi- video has since been removed. <laughs> so, so someone asked what kind of sausage it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yet like some modern-day uh, Arcus flying too close to the sun, Tim, too, who was burned, uh, crashing precipitously into the sea. The sausage and drone enthusiast was hit with a hefty fine by the Civil Aviation Safety Authority of Australia, who noticed the video online. Not, ta- not time may have to pay up to 9000 UAD, which is roughly around $7,000 uh, US dollars for the infra- That's a serious fine from going and getting some sausage, you know? That's one spicy sausage. Yes. <laughs> Uh, let's see. There, they said there are real safety risk at this at the responsibility of flying over people and flying the drone according to the safety rules to minimize any risk to people and property. And adding insult to injury, the sausage arrived freezing cold after gloriously soaring through the Australian sky. <laughs> I think it's funny. I mean, come on. Let it's a good story. Let the guy. You know what I mean? It's like okay, lesson learned. You know, but it kind of looks like they're. Uh, making a little bit of an example out of them. And then I got to thinking, well, I did the coffee thing. I hope, you know, <laughs> I did fly and go get coffee, but I guess I wasn't really flying over people or anything. And, but, oh, well, funny story. I just wonder what distance they traveled with. I don't it. know. It didn't really. If sit. it was cold, it had to, I don't know. Well, even. Well, it's all that downdraft. Yeah, I was going to say, true. even my coffee was uh, a yeah. little little cooled off by the time I got it back to the house. I mean, it was sure. warm, but it wasn't you know yeah. steeping hot when I got it. So, all right, funny story over. Let's talk about some 3D printed airplanes because, again, that's kind of another big hot topic. And we've seen, you know, quite a few 3D printed quads. They've been about, I don't know, last probably a year and a half, two years, I'd say. Mostly smaller stuff. I think the bigger stuff is actually coming. But then all of a sudden, and actually through flight tests, and they got a video on it, which is phenomenal. They have the planes here. I've seen them. Uh, 3D Lab Print is a guy from, oh, I should have wrote down where he's from. I want to say the Czech Republic. Is that right? Yep. There's two of them. He is doing a absolute phenomenal job on these 3D planes. Like the craftsmanship, we I know you guys can't see it. We have the P38. I should take it down, maybe flash it in front of the camera. The P38 hanging on the wall, Mike, you can see it right here. It is absolutely beautiful. If you want, I'll get it while you're talking. You can. I mean, the craftsmanship, the detail, the the probably the time and the effort that went into to designing these planes was unbelievable now my first thought too after seeing them looking at them touching feeling tasting smelling them i figured they look great and everything but they're gonna fly like crap i really did i thought there's no way this plane's really gonna do well and of course after watching the flight test video 
It, Josh was just amazed. Can you see over? Okay, can you ask? Yeah, we can see it. I mean, it's just beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. So after watching the video, I was a little bit more in, intrigued. And then again, I figured you would have to have this giant 3D printer to do something like this. And as you pointed out real quick, Andre, you, you were really diving into this and getting the research for it, that you actually print it in small sections and then glue it together. So I think maybe you have actually purchased some plans. Is that right? Yes, I purchased the Spitfire plan, mm-hmm. uh, and my buddy Martin is my uh, is currently printing some stuff off for uh-huh. me, and we're, we're working our way through it. And uh, a couple other flight test friends are, are you know, one one, uh, one guy's purchased the, the, the plans for the um, the the T thirty eight and and so on. So we're we're looking through the details, and a lot of guys are like, "Wow, the 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 engineering work alone into designing the spars and everything is pretty impressive." Now this this has been about a year, so uh, I I say kudos to the flight test guys and, and the guys who you know the from the company three D uh, print three la- uh, D lab planes or whatever mm-hmm. um, for sending a product, sending two, two or three planes to flight tests because obviously it sparked a lot of interest, uh, you know, and put them on the radar. So um, it is going to be very interesting to put them together. And and you're right, Chris. So so basically, the average bed on a 3D printer is like 220 millimeters by 220 mm-hmm. by 200 kind of thing. So it's, right. you know, you, you you can see your cube. So all the wings. And the fuselage are done in sections, and then you CA glue them together. So 3D print labs, thank you. Um, uh, so it is um, it is kind of interesting to see how it's all being. Uh, it's just it's, it's really neat technology. Uh, I don't know how it's going to compare to a crash, but I am kind of captivated to see it. Uh, you know, it doesn't look like it will survive crash. It probably won't. But no. you know what? In a couple hours, you can print off a whole new airplane and put it together. So, it's what's the difference in having to cut a set of plans off, you know, and then rebuild a, a you know a, a flight test foam kit? So, what you know what I'm actually really curious about, what I'm really looking forward to, some of this technology is the blend. Uh, I still like my foam board airplanes because they're kind of fun and, and they're cheap and actually very durable. So, a blend in technology, very much like my Aero. Uh, with with that pod, so will we see an integration in the future between like flight test aircraft and three D printed equipment? Maybe mm-hmm. who knows, right? Yeah, I think you know down the road when they get as you know we've got to you felt it and everything, Mike. It does feel fragile, doesn't mm-hmm. it? And oh, I can't yeah. see. I would say in a crash, it'd be very similar to a balsa plane. I think it's just going to kind of splinter up and disintegrate. Actually, I could be wrong, yeah, but it. Looking at I've it, I've seen a few. I've seen a few, and it'd be. I, I really want to see how this thing, how this stuff reacts to the cold and everything. Mm-hmm. But you know, do a nice belly lander, and right, and then uh, it'll be kind of neat to see how people start designing their own airplanes and if it's possible. You know. Yeah, and here's the big thing: is cost. I thought for sure a plane that size, and I know the spools of of uh, the element spools are not real cheap. But according to, from what you found out, Andre, you're only looking at probably. Half a spool, uh, $25 roughly. I think Josh said $18. So somewhere between $15 and $25. For the, for the Spitfire version, you're saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. cost-wise. Yeah. So that's, I mean, significantly cheap. Now, do you mind me asking what, what the plans are running cost-wise? Uh, the, I think the T-38 
uh, the the <laughs> thirty eight, the one on the wall. That was pushing, I think it was $40, and then it was a $10 belly, dra uh, belly lander mod, so that's about $50 US dollars. The Spitfire was $20 US dollars, or $27 Canadian mm -hmm. uh, with the exchange. Um, so that is, you know, coming along really. And so, you know, and you get the files, and you send them into your printer, and you, know, you do all the, you know, 3D printing on its own is, there is, uh, I'm learning quickly because I'm studying up, and, and just for my own knowledge base, it's a whole hobby on its own because you get into the software and then you get into another software and you start looking at everything that you need to do to be able to print, tell the printer how to do it. Mm -hmm. But you know, if you, if you get, once you get the printer set up and everything is running correctly, it's just, okay, go build this file. And it's really fun to watch some of these videos online as the wing is coming up and, and, and being developed. And then they, you just glue them together and, and, and go from there. So, uh, yeah, I, it's, the materials are neat, and I've worked with when I worked uh, uh, with the guys from Multi RC. You know, they're into t they're using TPU now more and more, mm -hmm. so that stuff is a little bit more pliable. Forgiving yeah, as far as, it's got a lot of, and you can set the stiffness and everything. So maybe there's another level where you'll see a little bit more. You know, the aircraft will have a little bit more flex in the, in the wings and everything. So it's it's just you know. Oh, technology is awesome. I, know. I, mean, I wish I wish David was here because I David know. would just be going crazy about this stuff talking to us. Yeah, because the man 3D prints like you know he, he's got like two or one or two uh, really nice uh, makers I think, and he runs those things nonstop. Yeah. Hey, real quick too, David. I know you listen to the podcast. <laughs> text me back, buddy. I don't know what's going on. I haven't heard from you. Text you a little bit. Uh, hit me up. Let me know what's going on. Need to talk to you. So. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think as the materials get better and everything, it's uh, printing them off. Now, cost-wise, I was just in my head kind of figuring it out. So I'm sure you're going to have anywhere from 100 to $150 in, in electronics, depending on what you're yep. doing. Uh, you know, $40 for the plans, $20 for materials. So you're looking anywhere probably from 150 to around $200 for a plane. That's pretty yes. good. That's yep. really good. Yeah. Yeah. So now I guess my question would be, do you think any of these major manufacturers are going to be looking into this? Because, you know, they're spending thousands of dollars on molds. Um, now, I'm not going to say they're going to all go to that, but I could definitely see even Hobby King, prototyping you know, yeah, I'm doing a little prototyping and maybe throwing a couple out there like, hey, here's a 3D printed plane for 80 bucks or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, remember when we did the uh, the reveal on the um, oh I'm gonna I'm I'm losing my mind here <laughs> the Excalibur and you know like even Stewart said they've released a uh, canopy for FPV well you know I, I never actually had a chance to print it off and look at it but it looked kind of neat so mm -hmm. um, you know in the future we could definitely see like extra parts and pieces and it was there's there's uh for the people that don't know there's there's a repository online called thingy universe and it was just i was going through and it's like hey look there's these, these little hangers you know so you could you know you screw them into the wall and you can just drop your airplanes into them and they're sized for like the landing gear off the park zones and stuff like this so your course air so just little things that you can produce and make that, that are handy so yeah it's like having a MIG welder, you know? I know. Like, it's just, you never think you can use it to its maximum potential. And then one day it's like, oh, I need to repair this. Bang. You yeah. Know? So it's just, yeah. I've definitely been looking at them for the past year. And uh, they're eh, not 
kind of pricey. I mean, once you initially get it and set up, it's it's pretty pretty cheap. But uh, I think my big worry is if my wife gets a hold of it. That's my big concern. So once she figures out how to use that, she's a huge crafter anyway. Oh, really? Oh, my gosh. I, oh. <laughs> so, but the good thing is she probably wouldn't. I go, look, honey, let's get a 3D printer. Look what you can do with it. Yeah, uh, I like that. Okay. So that could be, could be a good thing. But I'm still looking at them. I know, Andre, you might have one coming or you've been looking at them pretty hardcore. So I'm kind of just waiting to see a little bit how things go for you and and – I don't know. You know what's actually um, James this summer. My my son was on a course and he came back talking about you know it'd be neat. You know uh, he got his hands on. So mm-hmm. you know we're talking about this. He goes, so how much is a spool? Because I'd like to. I I I, I want to buy my own spool so I can print off my own material. <laughs> so I'm like, well. You know, next time we do an order, he's like, I want the bright green spool. I'm like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Bright neon. If I ever get into printing my own, I totally um, – it's funny because it's like, yeah, it'd be cool to do the paint job. But those translucent um, uh, uh, filaments look so awesome. So, you know, and you, I've seen a couple different examples where, you know, you get the standard where it's black or it's orange or something. One of the – you know, but you can get the more opaque or transparent colors. And you yeah. do the different colors for like the ailerons would, and stuff yes. like that. Yes. So, you get a bit of a design to it, but even that thing on the wall, just even in, um, even in translutes, it looks really good. Patrick, uh, um, Murphy did the electrics. No, no. Oh. Um, sorry, Patrick. Oh, Heinz. Oh, so okay. Our electrician yeah. from flight. Yeah. 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 He, he is huge into this right now. And he, so he, uh, he bought the T, uh, 20, Oh my God. Three, <laughs> more coffee and Andre T 38 plants. But mm-hmm. he, he showed me, he done the, the, the front, uh, fuselage and he stuck a, um, he stuck an LED into the front of it. It was oh. just gorgeous because the whole thing is just lighting up, and, it, and it's a rotating LED, so it's going through all the colors. Oh, it was wow. just phenomenal. Wow. And I think I seen that, and the printer he was using was quite large. Oh, oh, oh yeah. And <laughs> a it, commercial it unit. really nice. You know, it, it's funny. The hobbyist end of it, it's really, you know, the hobbyist end of it suits my personality, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's just some gorgeous printers. My buddy, one of his work, they've got the maker, and it's just like, it's perfect and it's beautiful and it works all the time. So, you know, me, yeah, I'm, 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 well, whatever I look at, it's, it's, it's going to be substantially cheaper, but that's just, you know, entry level. Yeah. You know, yeah. Just to try it out. And uh, I'm kind of, I've always been kind of hesitant about jumping in at something like that. But, right. Um, oh, I just, I just said, you know what? Let's just, let's just go for it, you know, and, and try some stuff out. And it'll be a bit of my theme for 2017, I think. So, yeah. Yeah. I think the, I mean, it would scare me as the software wise, setting things up and stuff. There's got to be a lot. You would think a lot to it. I think it's pretty simple, actually. Man, I don't know. There, yeah. Are, yeah there, there are different, um, like there's the, there's the design element, uh, which will take me a long time. I was never, I tried 3D design in, in, in college and it was just like, wow, I didn't have the patience for it. I'm a video editor. Mm-hmm. I want to see instant results, you mm-hmm. know? <laughs> um, so I, I'm better at, I'm, I'm more of an ideas guy. Hey, designer, can you, how yeah. about doing this for me? You know? And, uh, but then, so you have the, you have the software where you design it. And then the, the next stage is you take it into an application called the slicer. And what the slicer does is basically tells the printer, um, what uh, what it needs to do and how to do it and you know what it's actually printing because the printer doesn't care the printer just needs ones and zeros right mm-hmm. so um, so it's it's that and, and there's little nuances like you know if you've got a freestanding object well you've got to build a support for that because obviously it will fall or the printer needs a way to 
build that, you know. So there's all kinds of wow. YouTube. You just watch YouTube mm-hmm. videos all day on the subject matter. So um, I'm really looking forward to uh, what it's going to offer and what it's going to bring in the future. I mean, you know, hey, it's the next level. And, and like I said, the, the guys from MultiRC really opened up my eyes to what is possible. I, I'm, I should grab it. Hold on here. All right. And then, you know, we have a great tester over here Dude. if we do get into okay. this, Mike. We, you, you can test them out really well. We can so, do tree uh, testing. Tree can, yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is probably really neat. For those, those who are watching right now, I've got the little shenanigans frame. This is 150 mil for frame. But lots of parts are printed what they call um, TPU, which yeah. is uh, a, a well, pliable material. But you can bend it and snaps back together. So... What Mark and the boys from MultiRC came up with was the mounts from the frame that go to the arms are printed with that. Now, it's kind of hard to see in the video because it's just black. Uh-huh. But. Oh, one, yeah. Just, you look at two, yeah. two benefits. One, shock absorption, uh-huh. absorption for crashing. But two, it also helps dampen the vibration off the motors to mm-hmm. the frame. Mm-hmm. Wow. And you just pop them in. Two so benefits, you crash yes. really bad. So, you know, there's a lot of – Mark has done a lot of engineering to figure out what the exact settings on the printing is. Is it too sure. hard? Is it yeah. too soft? Is it going to wear out? But, you know, I'm, I'm kind of sad it's winter because I don't want to fly this thing because it's so darn tiny that if it goes in, I'm never going to find it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the biggest issue we're going to run into, though, on the planes as far as material-wise, the, the quads, they're, they're very durable and, and – Yes, weight is a factor, but not as much on the plane. So when we're, we're talking about getting into the, the, you know, 3D printing the planes, I think, you know, it's the material you see on the quads may not work on the planes or, or whatever. I think that's where the big thing is. You know, you're not going to print a plane out of the, the TPU stuff. It probably weigh a ton. So, you know, we'll figure that out. If they can, you know, do the hollow core wings like we see here, maybe somehow. I don't know. It, yeah. It's just going to be interesting to see where it goes. The future is friendly. Oh, my God. I can't – I sit all the time. It blows me away. Like, I go back, say, before uh, flight test, which we were just talking about this the other day. What, what, how long has it been? Six years, seven years, I don't know, but years? I was watching video with when I was with Ugh. Chad, and we were in the basement, and he had no bench, nothing. We're working on planes on his basement floor. Oh, <laughs> I mean, my his gosh. basement was just nothing in there. A couple yeah. few planes in that Back quad. Back in the uh, wildcat. I, I, the, I watched uh, it at work. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I can't believe it's been that long already. But it just seemed like back then, you the technology wasn't really going anywhere. Like, I can yeah. remember when I was first getting in, into it, the, the LiPo batteries were kind of like a big thing, and you hardly ever seen them, and they were super expensive. You know, they, everything was still the nickel metal hydrate or the NICAD stuff. And the, even the plane technology, it wasn't, like, it wasn't going anywhere. I'm, I don't know if it's just the, the internet and, and everything, you know, coming together in the RC industry and it's just exploded and, and progressed everything at a high rate or what, but I can't keep up nowadays. It's just, and it seems like you get something like six months later, it's good. It's you know, like, yeah, it's like, why do I yeah. even have this anymore? Like it's, yeah. I don't want it. Either, I know, you know, I know it's almost irritating. <laughs> it's almost irritating. <laughs> you mean you, you spend $300 and you get this awesome plane and you're like, Oh, this is the best thing ever. Improved I'm it. done. I'm not buying anything else. And a month later, something else comes out and you're like, I got, Whoa, this is, <laughs> what? If, oh, you know what I mean? <laughs> It's almost irritating. <laughs> it's almost irritating. 
<laughs> it is irritating. It is. Like, yeah, I know we were talking the other night. We were sitting around. We're looking at the technology, and Mike's like, I don't know anymore. Maybe I'm just going to start buying, buying guns. guns. <laughs> did say that too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, wow. you know, two years ago when the Nano FPV Q or the Nano, the FPV Nano QX came out, it was just like the best thing ever. Like it, it can't get any better than this. We're flying around inside the house, you know, and now the, the Indexrix and the Tiny Whoop and it, I, it's just, and oh. the fact that they can do the the freestyle, yeah, and, and now, now they're you know like, putting oh board, gosh, you know, technology in that FC boards on, you know, flight controller yep. boards on them, and they're doing and exact. Oh, it's crazy. By, by next season, your tiny Chris. By next season, your tiny whoop's gonna be obsolete because yeah. they'll, they'll figure out the two S. <laughs> they'll figure out the the brushless because I mean that's already there, but it'll be small enough and it'll be efficient. And you know, you, you, you know, me. I'll I'll have one of those, and I'll be flying for like ten minutes, and yeah. you'll be like crying out I know. the tree and switching I know. batteries. I know. And Mike and I were talking. It's probably in the next year or so. We'll probably be FPV in like uh, the Proto X type. You know, like yeah, really yeah, micro. Flies. Yeah. Oh, it's just crazy. Hey, wait, wait, I, my my quad dropped out of the. It's in the shag. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Where did it go? Where did it go? I mean. You have to be afraid here pretty soon. You lose it down the sink drain or something, yes, you know? Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I got in trouble for flying the nano through the new kitchen. So. Oh really? <laughs> I lost half my flight plan. Ah. <laughs> uh, well, in a minute we're gonna get into what uh, Mike and I were doing. There's a couple things I just wanted to touch on real quick, and then we'll jump into what we were doing. First of all, uh, we do have something new to test and fly and see what it's like. And here's the big thing. We're always wondering, like, what should we get? What are we going to like? Like, just like we were talking, listen to it, like, 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 quit saying like. What can I get that I think three months or four months down the road I'm still going to enjoy and still going to fly? And I've been wanting to get something for the show so we can fly it and test it and see what everybody thinks and review it. And we were really on the fence. I was on the fence. Like, what do we get? You know, I was we were looking. I was looking at the convergence, the Horizon Hobby E Flight convergence, which everybody knows is the the, the VTOL. Yeah. And then they had come out with the Optera, which is this giant wing that can fly FPV and can put a big battery in it. It's nice and slow and blah blah blah. Uh oh, what are you getting? Oh, look at this! Look at this! Oh yeah, this the swept I can't wing. Get any closer to the camera. I know. <laughs> And I think yeah. we talked a couple podcasts ago. The the wings are coming back big time, which is great because everybody I who lo- doesn't love yeah, a wing. I know that's you know? one of my favorite designs. So after lots of debate, I, I, I I'm starting to feel like Andre. Like Andre would be like, I don't know, maybe I should get this, and then a day later, like, nah, maybe I should get this. Nah, maybe I should. I don't know what to do. And I'd be like, Andre, just go. You get your first decision, get what you want. We originally planned, you know, now I'm doing the same thing. Exactly. I'm like, how many times did we go back and forth? Andre, what should I get? Should I get the conversion? Should I get the Optera? What what do I do here? Should (laughs) should I just get another timber? I almost got a timber, Mike. I don't don't even believe it. I don't even believe it. Andre's like, you have 9 million high wing airplanes down there. You don't fly half of them. Why would you get another high wing? I'm like, because I like it. It's fun. (laughs) He's like, get something different. 
get a cub and maybe I can yeah, dispose we'll of mine. Oh, yeah. There you, I, Mike, I already told you. I will buy you one if, if, if we do what we talked about. I will buy you a, another one. I can't do it. You, you can do it. You can do it. We're going to do it. We're going to blow that sucker up. I'm telling you. We are going to blow that thing up. I don't know. Hey, when I'm down next year, right? <laughs> well, I was hoping before that, but man, maybe maybe by maybe by the time you come down, hang out, and visit, I'll have him talked into blowing up the, the cub. <laughs> I don't know. I can't do it. <laughs> you hate that I airplane. Do, I do Mike hates his air. I go, let's blow it, it up. I can't wall, do though. it. I just can't do it. Hang in there. <laughs> I still can't believe I brought it down safely. It's probably the best thing to do is oh. blow it up because I don't think I'll be able to land it again. Oh, no. <laughs> no. We'll, we'll get it down real quick, Mike. Guaranteed. That thing will be in a million pieces. We'll get it down. I was never so scared <laughs> when you were here, Andre, trying to get that thing down. I was all over the, the video, place. The video puts me to tears, Did, did you ever post oh, any God. of that, Andre? No, but I gotta. Oh, my gosh. That oh, had interesting. To... Speaking, uh, not, not to change the subject, but I'm just uh, reading some comments that people are actually having a lot of issues with their with the conversions and burned out servos oh so wow we were expecting that oh no kidding yeah wow maybe i'm kind of glad i didn't get that it's a neat concept and i i still would like to have one just to try it out and fly it. i don't know if it's something i, I would really fly a lot though i, I really I don't think you did be best honest. with the, the wing i, I think really so do. too so moving on i did buy an optera and got it First thing I noticed, and we're going to do a whole review. I just wanted to talk about it real quick. But the first thing I noticed when I got that thing, I didn't realize how big that thing really was. I knew, you know, it was close to 80 inches. And, I, you know, you don't grasp it until you get it and you put it together. And I was got it home and pulled out of the box. I was like, holy cow, is this thing big. So, but we're going to set it up with FPV. I just got a, 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 a run cam swift camera to go in. I got yep. the FPV stuff, so we're all set. We'll get it going. I was going to get up Saturday morning and fly it. I was, it was like, just, you are a brave soul. That's all I know. If you it was this. just too cold. I got you were, up. You were trying to talk me into kind of, kind of like encourage you yes. to go, I think. Yeah, right. I'm like, come on, Mike. Come with, get, let's get up. I'm like, what's, what, what's the temperature tomorrow? And you looked it up, and I'm like, oh, heck no. It was all going to be like eight, <laughs> 18 in the morning. It. There was no hesitation. Mike's like, no. no I'm not doing uh, it. I'm not going. No, no, no. I'd be watching through the moon map That's of right. my car if I, did, if I went. But I got it all together. It's all set up, ready to go. So I'm kind of excited to to get it out there and see what the thing's going to do. I think you'll like it. I hope I hope yeah. you like it. I mean, so far it. Here's another. All right, we got to talk about this because I, I don't know what's wrong with me. I have a problem. I love the big stuff. I've had huge foam warbirds. You know, I have the carbon Z cup. I, I always like think the of big that carbon stuff. Z cup. But here's the problem. After a little while, I'm like, it's a pain in the butt. Transporting. Well, anything from storage to transporting to putting it together, the big batteries. When you're at the field and you're flying, it's fantastic. Everything else besides that sucks. <laughs> so I get this big wing and I get it in the house and I get it together and I'm like, oh, this thing's awesome. <laughs> it's huge. I can't wait to fly. And then a little bit later, I'm like, but it's so big, and and granted, we'll talk about it. it comes, it goes together and comes apart really easy. It's got these quick twist that, locks. I was gonna, I didn't know if you wanted to ruin the highlight, but well, that I, I love, I love the love that fact alone. That's a huge yes. selling point, I think, for setup and transport. Right. And it stuff. does to go together very easy. No and screwdriver. It's, no, that's just phenomenal. No. I'm glad they did that. So, but again, 
it's another big thing I bought that down the road am I going to be like, ah, I'm not taking that because I don't feel like effort. Yeah. Time and effort. I always right. get the big stuff and resort back to the, the, the smaller stuff. stuff. So and then it's like, well, should I just get a, a you know a mini arrow and a thirty wing and just you know what I mean? But I have this attraction to this. The, They're the more big forgiving stuff. and wind and flight yes, and stuff absolutely. like that. I just that's yeah. one I just love it. Yeah, but when you go flying, you have to pick. So like, it's yes. the same thing with you know. Okay, am I taking the tundra or the sky mule or something or 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 the the sea duck? Because one of them will take up the entire trunk of yep. the car. Yes. <laughs> And then from there, and I'm getting better because I used when, to. T- when I come down, oh, go ahead. Go ahead I'm Mike. sorry. I'm, I just I pet throw all my planes in the vehicle, and I fly like three. I, right. I'm down to the point yeah. where now I'm okay. I'm taking three. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. It. And of course, we're also taking. <laughs> it's Chris and I, we're taking the Phantom with us as well. So I'm like, right. now I've just started saying, okay, I'm taking two airplanes in the Phantom. Yes. Yes. Um, but when I come down in May, Chris, we're, we'll we'll have a lot of fun. We'll be able to throw a couple of wings in the air and just you know, so it's gonna be like wings, radians, yep. and phantoms, right? <laughs> Tundras, and, and then uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. What else can we fly fast? You know, oh dear. And then I did. Are you? Do you, are you? Do you have arrangements for May? Because I, you're more than welcome to stay at my house. If you do not, I don't know. I, I oh, would love to have you for that. But I think. If, I think. Well, I mean, we're if you don't do a repeat, if you, it's going to be even. If you don't, I would sure. love to have you stay at my house. I think we could have a but great time. When so. Chris told me he bought his big wing, I said, imagine flying out to Cappers and going over that ridge. Oh. Well, that's what I was thinking. If you stayed with me, we could always zip right over to Capper. I know he wouldn't care. No, and, he, he, yeah. Yeah. and it's yeah, only 10, it's 15 that, minutes that big away. Open, I wanted to fly over that thing so bad. I'm surprised, Chris, <laughs> you haven't gone back with the Phantom to try that, you know? I've thought about it many times, uh, really. His site I, yeah. is awesome. Right. I just love it there. Even that the, the, the first time we went there and I had the Phantom and we all flew together you were flying your little the, was it the h quad at the time <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the i'm ashamed of that anymore it's like oh yeah and, and chad just got his phantom and we were flying out oh it was just beautiful we were dodging the rain showers and yeah it was yep. that was fantastic uh, okay here's the sad thing i hate throwing all this out here but i've actually had a crash test hobby 60 i think it's 60 inch titan wing that i have the batteries, the servos, the motor, everything. I think now that thing has probably been sitting in the box at least three years. At least three years. Every about once a year, I pull it out and I go, I got to put this thing together. I got to build this thing. All right, maybe we'll start it next week. And I put it under the bench and then I don't do anything. So then what do I do? I go out and buy another big wing. I'm like, what's wrong with me? So I'm, I'm kind of thinking, uh, I know Wayne... Uh, doesn't have a wing or anything. I was thinking about if, if he wants. I know he doesn't have a lot of time either. I'm thinking about just taking that big Titan wing, give it to Wayne, and go here. You, now you have a wing, you know, to fly. So but I don't know. We'll see. Uh, so. We're long overdue to get with him too. Yeah, he's been busy, and of course, everybody knew he he kind of moved not real far, but just just enough far enough to yeah yeah. He's like oh you know or. It's more of an effort now. Uh, right, really right, is. right, right. But uh, I try to get down, see him, and I, I obviously still talk to him. And um, I, <laughs> the bet here's the other bad thing is I told him I go, look, baseball's over, everything's good. We're gonna try to do some more Saturday podcast, get you on the show. So don't think Wayne just skipped out. It, it's mostly me. He, we, we've been doing this thing on Sunday mornings. It works out better for most of us. Uh, now my my youngest is playing basketball and all his games on Saturday. Oh no. Oh. So. But we will get Wayne on, I promise. I promise. So anyway, that is the Optair. So hopefully 
weather permitting, and we can get that thing out there and get some flights on and see what it we It looks think similar of. size to his wing. How, how large is yours in comparison, Andre, the one you just showed that, us? My wing, that's the uh, Sweet Wings Juggernaut. That's only a 48-inch wing. <laughs> Oh, 48. Yeah. Oh, wow. 48, yeah. yeah. The, it's the same size as a blunt nose Versa. Okay. What I am excited about the Optera, and I haven't ha- seen any videos or heard any reports yet. It's still fairly new, but that Optera has the same uh, wing area as the Radian XL. And that's what they sell, a feature there that's the yeah, possible it's, thermal. Yeah, it's got wing. a folding-up prop, and it should be able to thermal pretty good. Now, obviously not as good as a regular sailplane, but I'm excited to see, to get that thing up there at a good altitude, shut her down, and see how – I mean, it's it's very sleek. It's yes. got a, a large swept wing. The, got folding the board, prop. Yeah, folding prop, the board – I think that thing, you know, I did see a couple videos of the of some people flying it and even watching it come in to land. Like it looks like it takes the same amount of space as a regular radian to come in and land. That thing just keeps on going and going and going and going. Yeah. So we'll see. Okay, so that's the Optera. Yeah, but then I'm gonna put like, you know, two, three S four thousands and all work. Oh like- my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> flying <Forever>. brick <laughs> flying brick of batteries so uh andre you were out flying yesterday out in the cold huh oh man <laughs> so uh, so so I, if anybody's looked at my instagram i posted a picture of last year same weekend uh-huh. and this weekend and I, I would gladly take last year's plus 10 with no snow um but what it's do you Canada. do? I, I, I can't do anything about it. You know, right. I can, you know, get a laser and melt the snow, I suppose. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, basically, uh, I was out flying the, the, the Pawnee because we've had that. I've now had that plane a year. So I was like, okay, i got to take that out and, and get it flying and just have some fun with it. And um, and flew the arrow, but I was having some FPV issues. And then I, you know, then I guess the wing... Uh, <laughs> The wing kind of just gave up on it, and I have to repair that again. So the the, the arrow is my new FD racer, I think. So uh, how'd the Phantom <laughs> flying go? Oh, you're yeah, you're gonna wait for that one. So okay, <laughs> this is a great story because I haven't. I don't know if I've ever heard of this happening. Maybe I'm sure there's probably other issues, but it, I'm gonna have to Google it. But yeah, basically. Oh, sorry, folks. Uh, give me a second. Chuck's chicken. You should answer it. Hey, you're live on the air with FT After Hours. That's the uh, in-laws. Oh. <laughs> Welcome so, to the podcast. So, How are you doing? I noticed story? he didn't answer. Yeah, he didn't answer. That's the in-laws. They don't care about me. They're interested in the grandchild. Oh, gotcha. Um, basically. So I'm flying along, and uh, I think I was like only six minutes. So I'm gonna. I'm like, oh, I'm looking at the snow, flying out to the barn house, because I like just that's my opening stage. And all of a sudden, the gimbal just kind of powers off. And just points up, and I, I'm like, I'm like, oh, am I crashing? I'm like, no, I'm 100 feet in the air. This makes no sense, and I've got no gimbal control. It's just kind of flopping around. I just see sky props. Oh sky props, my sky gosh! Props. And I'm sitting there going, what do I do? I'm like, well, I'm still flying. 180, bring it back. Uh-huh. Use my radar. Yeah. Bring it home. Land it. Land at the system. No issues there. I could have hit the return to home, but I had full control of the aircraft. I just yeah. couldn't see what it was doing. Right. Um, Landed it. I tried to do a recalibration uh, when I landed, and nothing would talk to the gimbal. It was, you know, like nothing happened. So shut the thing down, rebooted the system, and it was fine. Um, 
So why did it lose power? I don't know. Was it the cold? Because it was substantially cold. Um, <laughs> the battery was telling me it was 17 degrees Celsius. <laughs> So, yeah, you will probably get some battery warnings when it's cold. I know I do when it's really yeah, cold. Yeah, when it gets yeah. cold enough. Yeah, yeah, it'll even say battery is too cold to fly. <laughs> That's interesting because yeah. I haven't uh, seen red. Of course, I don't, you know unless I have a problem, I don't really investigate it too much. But that that seems like a new one where the you gimbal. know the gimbal is freaked out like that. Now I've seen them go kind of off canter a little bit, yeah. but not like this, yours where this thing just pointing straight. Yeah, up. that's crazy. It's like it turned off, like it completely turned off with no power to to the. Uh, but it wasn't frozen because once I rebooted the system, I flew for another fifteen minutes with zero issues. Mm-hmm. So odd. Uh, so it's it's because when you when it's unmounted and released, you know it kind of just. Waits up, right? So I'm like, it's like I just drop power to the to the uh, to the gimbal control. So I'll keep an eye on it. Hopefully, it's uh, it's not. Like I said, it, it's the first time it's done that. I'll check all the firmware and all that stuff. Yeah. And, yep. And so now, yeah. have you done a recently done an update? Yeah, I done an update. Uh, but that the last update on the Fano Four was just to work with the bigger batteries. Okay. Um. So who knows? Maybe it's related to that. So yeah, um, was it humid? Someone's asking. Mm, Usually, when it's cold out, it isn't. The, well, humid. I mean, if if you got any kind of dampness into it and then froze, potential. But why would it recover after a reboot and just keep going? So, uh, I, it's something to keep an eye on. I did. I've got a transmitter mitt. Uh, the problem with <laughs> with the Phantom, obviously, is when you're trying to use a touchscreen uh, yes. or anything like that, you got to take your gloves off, yeah, right? So yeah. I'm going to go, and some people have been telling me you can get um, uh, oh, yeah. you know, finger-sensitive yes. finger gloves. Yeah, I, ha- I have them. Shops. I just got them from work. About this. Right, I got uh, some. I They're just fantastic. got some, yeah. Yeah. So I'm uh, I'm gonna go hunting for that uh, and and see if I can uh, pick up some different gloves. I did try a transmitter mitt because actually Eric Moreau and I were chatting back and forth and I was showing him this and uh, because really once you launch it and even if you use the sticks to launch you you don't always have to push the buttons you or the, anything on the screen you can use all you know mm-hmm. the biggest thing you do on the screen this time for me now is exposure control so right. if I set the exposure I lock it but. What I've noticed really quickly is my ability to, to, you know, do those really fine coordinated shots. That's almost gone mm-hmm. because my hands are so cold and mm-hmm. numb after flying. I'm like, ah, I just bump, I just bumped the shot, and I'm like, eh. My fly. buddy pointed <laughs> out too. He got the like the because the static or the ones you use the like your phone with the gloves. Yeah. But then he buys like a bow mittens and stuff, so only your fingers are exposed, but you can still have that. Oh yeah, the, yeah. The the ones that react with the phone, so you can still have a lot of your hand covered mm-hmm. and just those fingers available. Yeah. You know, because yep. you have the phone gloves, but they're not real heavy gloves. Obviously, the ones I've yeah. seen. Yeah. But uh, you can just expose that part and then be good. So he does that a lot with the mitts and the gloves. So. Right, depending I, on how cold I, it is. I certainly don't see myself flying four batteries in, in no. the afternoon of flying anymore. Cause, yeah, ooh, we, it's cold. Yeah, we ran into that issue when David was here, and we were flying at Wayne's, and it was way cold. We, I think we were below zero that day. We flew with the Phantom, and it literally, like, like you said, Andre, your your hands lock up. Like you, I was chasing the plane, and they're turning, and David's like, "Turn left, turn." I go, "I can't. I can't feel my fingers. It, it's not, you know." <laughs> Yeah, the, the copter's just going. Yeah, yes. Doing like zigzags because uh, your hands have got yeah. Put left. Yeah, that's the problem. Uh, and so, while it's still enjoyable to fly, it's you're kind of like uh, the experience. And of course, 
um, you know, you, you read stories of going out too far and the batteries suddenly dropping in voltage. So, you, you know, I'm keeping myself within a smaller bubble of flying with it because, you know, I don't want to have any issues or anything like that. So, um, so I, I don't know how much extra flying I'm going to do with the Phantom 4 until, you know, the weather improves. But obviously I'll get it up because it's just, it's just fun to fly and it's, it's, it's relatively low stress. So you're just watching all the conditions and I'm going to keep experimenting. I'm kind of curious to see at what point the, um, the touch screen on the iPad says I've had enough. <laughs> oh yeah. That's a good point too. That's a good point too. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. I have to keep an eye on that and see what, cause like I said, we flew really cold and had no, besides the battery stuff, we hadn't, yeah. I, I haven't had any issues with the cold yet. Not as I say it yet. So speaking of batteries, yeah. I posted this on my uh, Instagram. Um, I found these on, uh, these little adapters on little booties, I guess. Yeah. Well, um, I seen that. I didn't quite get it, but yeah, explain that to me. It goes on the back port of the, uh, of the battery, right? So you'd run no risk of anything getting into the, in, into the, the connections. Oh, so, so dust when, out and stuff like that. Yep. I mean, my batteries are always sitting either it's once. It's kind of like a screw cap or copter, something then. You know, not, not engaged, but mm-hmm. and then the other three are sitting inside the case. Uh, but you know, there were like two something from Banggood and, uh, I'm going to pick up another couple after I, I, I waited for the first one. It took months to, are come they farm fitted uh, to XT60 Deans and all the different types? No, no, of he's, am I thinking wrong? Or yeah. Wait? He actually has a plug for the phantom battery Oh, that oh, goes yeah. up inside I see. that I way. See. If you're yeah. throwing it around or whatever, doesn't, you know, it's kind of like, I thought he meant like lipo battery covers oh, no, or no, something. No. Cause I saw he had tape no. on his or whatever. Yeah. Cause the, sold the port on the new phantom batteries are like this wide. And you could get all kinds of fuzz and all kinds oh, of yeah. stuff in there. Yeah. And yeah. So that's a pretty good I, idea. I'm sure. And I'm sure if you uh, went on the Thingy Universe, you'd probably find a 3D printed version. Uh, I'm sure. <laughs> of, of the Phantom 3 stuff. Uh, so, no, I'll probably pick up a few more of these. Uh, and just, you know, it's it's like a $2 precaution. And then, you you know, you know you're not getting anything up into your battery. So, it's it's uh, I think it's a good safety yeah. mix there. And then I have to decide eventually, too, if I'm going to put any of those batteries into uh, a, a storage mode or anything like that. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's my Phantom uh, 4 flying yesterday. I still haven't put all my lipos in storage mode. I know. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, so bad about that. I'm so bad about that. I put that. it aside. I put it aside. I Next know. thing I know, it'll be time to fly and it'll be spring. And I, I know. Yeah. Done it. And, you know, it's probably half the problem I have with my little one cells. Like, I have oh, yeah. I have a, a a thing where I can hook it up to a real, char- you know, a regular charger and put them. Charger. Yeah, and put it in storage. I never do. And, I you know, you either. fly all winter with them and then they, they sit from. What, uh, yeah. March to November? I am December? the worst on battery so maintenance. Oh my God. And it's like, probably no wonder they don't, you know, they only last. <laughs> and then a you're year. mad when they don't, yeah, last. Yeah. You wonder why. Um, all right, moving along. I guess we'll jump into what we did Friday. Oh boy. Uh, it was fun. Actually, I had some questions on that. Yeah, too, let's, so. let's Wait. talk about it. So, I'm going to paint the picture here for you guys. Obviously, everybody knows the Inductrix FPV is out. It's been out for a little, bo- a little while. Everybody loves it. The Tiny Whoop's probably been out for, oh, I'd say, close to a year now, I think. Uh, and everybody seems to really enjoy that and love that. But what we wanted to do is do a little test. You know, you can go buy a Bind and Fly FPV Inductrix for about $99. Or you can turn around and buy a Tiny Whoop kind of ready to fly or receive, you know, ready to bind to your transmitter for about $168, right around in there, give or take a little bit, depending on, you know, where you're at. So I think my thing was, we're going to compare the two a little bit. We're going to say, okay, this is what we like about this one. This is what I like, just to give you guys an idea to say, hey, 
maybe we'll just regular, you know, we'll just go buy the bind and fly or, hey, we want to spend a little extra money and we want to buy the, the tiny whoop. You know what I mean? So we're going to compare them. I gave Mike a call, said, hey, Mike, want to come on over, hang out at the house? We'll do a little FPV flying. I'm um, like, sure. <laughs> sure. Now, I, I'm going to say there may or may not have been a few adult beverages included in this idea. <laughs> oh, boy. For those listening. <laughs> yes. Um, so what I did, uh, first I bought the Blade FPV Inductrix. I tried flying that. Yeah, there's the old, Andre's Nano got the FPV. old FPV Nano QX out there. I still love that thing. It's still good. It's still Do you have good. to replace the motors? Because I think my motors are finally shot on mine. Uh, TJ passed me a set of the newer ones at Flight Fest, so I'm oh. going to put them in. Nice. Because mine wasn't lasting, and I'm almost sure it's motor failure. Yeah, I think your motors are getting Because we had good battery voltage up. and everything. Yeah. So I got the uh, Inductrix FPV and flew that on our, around a little bit, and then I thought, you know what? I have a just a plain regular Inductrix that I've had for a year that we bought at the Horizon Indoor last November. It's just been sitting. I haven't, you know, I fly it every now and then. I thought, well, what the heck? Let me look around a little bit. Let me get on the Tiny Whoop store and see what they got going on. So what I did was I bought the upgraded race edition motors. Uh, I bought their brand new, I think it's the 805 camera that just kind of came out recently uh, and had them ship everything to me. So now let me say, first of all, I like to build a little bit. Uh, so I got the parts in it, and even though I got it together and everything, it was kind of a, now I'm talking about the tiny whoop one. It was kind of a pain in the butt. Getting those old motors out, you know, pulling the the uh, little uh, props off, getting the new motors in without breaking and cracking the frame and getting it together. And then what I did is I took the camera. Uh, it actually has the, supposed to be the better little micro JST plug, I actually soldered that onto the board. You know, I kind of did it. Not, I I'm not going to say professional. Leave that word out of there. But I wanted to make it as clean as possible. Clean as possible, and you know. So I've done soldering on my proto proto X's, and it's, it's I hate soldering to begin with. <laughs> so at one point, with stuff. fighting with the motors and getting the thing soldered on, my first thing was like, "Screw this! I no." All right, but I did get it, and I started flying around, and you forget about all the hassles and all that, and it flies fantastic. So I've been flying both of them side by side, back and forth, one after the other, and I, I had some thoughts about between the two, but I wanted to get another opinion. That's why you came yes. over. Yes. So um, threw you under the bus and let you fly around the house a little bit, get your thoughts on it. Well, the, oh, go ahead. Um, now... For the tiny whoop, uh, I says 805 camera. I got the 10 degree camera tilt, uh, mount. tilt mount that uh, screws right on the board. I'm running Lumineer 205 uh, milliamp batteries on both of them. Now, what was? Well, first of all, you have you didn't haven't got to fly one at the, all at all. No, no. So other than the protos, I other fly than a the lot, protos. So I think initially, if somebody doesn't have one of these, say you have a Nano QX like we all have, and we've flown around the house 
dozens of times. So what was your initial thoughts of flying, you know, an Inductrix FPV? What did you notice different or what did you like or not like about it? You could neglect frame size altogether. Like with the, the Nano FPV, yeah. I was always hitting things yes. with it. It was just not small enough for it, in my mind, for indoor flying as well. Yeah. Um, and just being able to punch through, I couldn't believe like going under stools and stuff, how easy, I would never do that with the, the Nano FPV, had a lot more punch to it, obviously. The uh-huh. Nano, you're more control going. At least that's what it seems to me. I mean, you probably could fly it aggressive, but yeah. I never seemed to because of the larger frame. Uh-huh. These, I could go all, all off aggressive and not worry so much about clearing things, I should say. Yeah. So that part was phenomenal. I will say, though... Um, you're using your goggles. That that was almost nause. That was nauseating to me. The head play for some reason, and now I know it what people are saying. It well, was the beer mic. It <laughs> could have been. I don't know. Too much eye stimulation there. I'll say. But uh, I, I was much more aggressive with my uh, fat shark goggles than I could be yes. with your head plays for yeah. whatever and reason. It's funny because Chris told me that, and I said exactly the same experience I had, Mike. Because you know what? You and I both started off with the fat shark goggles. We're used to those two, you know, yeah. the, two, the two displays versus the I mean, single display. I wasn't even flying. I was just watching the picture, and I felt nauseated. Oh. It was like really weird. I just put them on, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm, I'm actually getting nauseated. Just looking at this image, it was too much. Yeah. It was so clear, though. I can't complain about the clarity and everything. But And um, I thought the camera was obviously better on the one you modified, mm-hmm. the wo- whoop. Yeah, um, the, the clarity, the, I think the it may have had a wider better. angle, yes. possibly. It was yeah. definitely clearer yeah. as far as flying. But, I mean, and then... Um, what was the the bind and fly one? What's that one called? The, uh, it's the just the uh, Inductrix FPV. Inductrix yeah, FPV. The bind and fly from Horizon. As far I mean, as far as that kind of flying, the camera quality was a little less, but it was not horrible. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I still enjoyed it. I should say it wasn't like I wasn't enjoying flying that. And uh, you've mentioned there's a mod where you can take the case yes. off, yep, to light, lighten it up and put a tilt type right. angle on that one, but. Right. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I never dreamed it'd be that much fun um, flying through your house like that and going through the kitchen. Yeah. And we kind of made our own little obstacle. Right. It's amazing how quickly I developed like a pattern that I like. Yes. Going through your living room and your kitchen and stuff like that. Right. And I was going way more fast than I thought I would be. And oh, it yeah. could have been alcoholic yeah. beverages, like you said, but... I was surprising yeah, you got, myself. You actually I was got like, comfortable pretty it. quick. I loved that. I mean, it's so easy. I'm always used to flying line of sight with my Proto X. Uh-huh. And when I when your first person view, it's like so much more. Uh, it's immersive. Well, it's more. Um, uh, just easier. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's like driving a car yeah, almost. Yeah, right. You're you know sitting I mean? in the you're, seat. You're sitting in yeah. the driver's seat. Yeah, and yeah. It makes it a lot more easier. You and, don't have to worry about your depth perception, you know, all these perception things that you do line of sight. And I was trying to explain that to Andre. Like, I I, I know that the Inductrix, is, it's not a whole lot smaller, but just with the... The blades being protected and being that, you know, smaller than it is, uh, than the uh, uh, Nano QX, 
Andre, you can't believe the places like you're you're trying to squeak this thing. Oh, Andre, into. you would love it. You would op- absolutely <laughs> I, it's love unbelievable. it. Unbelievable, because you you uh, know with the Nano QX with the blades out there. If you still enjoy the Nano QX, this blows it, it out of the water. Completely it really does. blows it out. It of the water. does. It absolutely yes. does. Don't get me wrong. That thing is still good. Still yeah. flies good. And it for for what it was in the day two years ago, absolutely phenomenal. But when you get your uh, hands on a tiny totally whoop different. or an induction, I'm st- really wanting to buy one. I think. I think you might have me buying one and i think i'm going to probably buy just the, the binding fly, buy yeah. fly inductrix yeah. it literally uh, blows it out of the water and how is the camera as far as light because that's my issue with the nano qx i'll be bombing around i'm like i'm gonna go into this room and the, all of a sudden it's black yeah and i'm like ah. I, well, I went in your living room without the lights yeah, on very minimal light and i could see really well surprisingly better than the nano i yeah, believe absolutely the camera definitely andre is better than the nano qx and the 805 versions. camera on the Tiny Whoop was even better, but like Mike said, when we initially started flying, I forgot to turn the lights on downstairs. So the only thing I think that was on was the a TV or something. There was a TV was on. Right. I don't remember. Anyway, illuminated fine. Transferring from the kitchen, which was really right. illuminated, to down into the dark living room, it took what maybe a second. Yeah, nothing and that affected no, my flying at yeah, all. Yeah, no problem flying. Whatsoever. It was awesome, and I did forget about that with the Nano FPV, the dark rooms. How bad? Yeah, it, it was. was bad. Oh man, it was lights out. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt about it. <laughs> right, it got real grainy. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, no. Yeah. The, if you got your goggles on, it's just it's it's absolutely eerie, right? Yeah. Ah, yeah. like, oh, oh, what do I do? Okay, let's do a one eighty. So. so go ahead, back for the light. Yeah. <laughs> Now, as far as now, now the upgraded Whoop with I, I'm not I, I we didn't damage that Clover type antenna, but I I, I bent it, but uh, I like the protected linear one. I we didn't yes. see any difference as far as reception, yeah. and, and you're gonna have a lot better durability out of that. Right. Obviously, now let me Rex and things. Let me say, um, I bought the newest camera out there with the the clover leaf antenna they do sell another camera it's a i'm going to butcher this but it's like a seven something that's i think just about as good it might be just a tad bigger and heavier than the 805 the 805 is supposed to be a little bit smaller and the tiny whoop website does sell that with a linear antenna antenna. you can buy that but i took a chance bought the better camera now one thing you notice, Mike, though, on the on the new camera, even though it does have the clover leaf, it's not soldered directly onto the board. It's got the little tiny little wire, so it bends. Oh, uh, you know what it, I mean? It's a so little you, forgiving. Then you can smack it around. Okay, I didn't even notice. That. I'm glad you right. pointed and that then, out. And if you see that one crash I had, we picked it up. It was bent back. I just flipped it up. And we were because I've damaged clover leaves even inside cases. Yes. Right? <laughs> so I've had some yeah. impacts. Yeah. <laughs> now my opinion is, and probably down the road, I'm sure they're going to do it. Is if I could get another 805 and get the line, just the small little line, you might I would, try that. I would do that. Yeah, but. Like we see, of course, in our house, and it could be depending on what channel you you have and what you know interference you have. Well, we I didn't notice any difference whatsoever. And these are still brushed motors, correct? Yes, that was my that's question. The only and bad there, thing. There, and I was not aware of this, but there is amount of flight hours that you get out of brushed motors typically. Yeah, right? and I, th- I did not know that, and that's what's going on with my Nano. I'm glad you pointed that out because I was thinking it was batteries all this time. When we checked the voltage and saw the battery was good, you're like, well, these brushed motors only have about eight hours of flying I think it's time eight, for that one, right? You know, eight, that eight or ten model. hours, roughly, for those little brushed motors. So like, now oh they may go gosh, longer. I never, I yeah. never knew that. Yes, never knew yeah, that. Yeah, the brushes 
brushes wear out in them, I believe. The brushes would be a huge oh, absolutely. advantage. No absolutely. wear and tear on the motors. Because no. the brush, there's actually contact there that wears. I, I understand why, but yeah. Yeah. I never thought about it or right. knew the, the hours on it. Now, the bad thing. Here's the bad thing about the... You know, the tiny whooper, the inductrix FPV. Uh, I know where you're going. Battery it life. It still sucks on the battery life. And there's nothing you can do about it. Now, I know, like, Horizon, is they got a bigger, better, updated Nano QX uh, that has a, I, I think it's a 200 milliamp one cell that's supposed to go six or seven minutes. If we could get that six or seven minute mark out of the, the inductrix, it would be the ultimate, Andre. I mean the ultimate. Yeah. And see, I'll probably buy one, and then they'll come out with one I know. after I get it. I know. <laughs> now, what we, did, what we did find that night, and I think they just come out, is now they're actually, you know, we've seen the 205 milliamps. There are a few 210 milliamps out there. We just found some 220s. And I think I'm, they they you come had in a, a five pack. pack. You saw. I think I might order the five pack for twenty bucks or we whatever. We better not tell where it's at because they'll be out of stock. <laughs> yeah, I know. Do. I'm not <laughs> telling all you. Going out of stock quick. Uh, I was surprised how many were out of stock. Yeah. When we were looking so at I the may give the two twenties, and you know, but I guess it probably gets to that balance point of where the weight of the battery is going to outweigh the the per, performance. You know, the flight yeah. performance. Yeah. So where's yeah. where's yeah. the Perfectly. limit there? Yeah. Sorry. I can't help that. Um, oh. <laughs> I saw what it said, too. <laughs> it's the honeydew list. Oh, yeah, lovely. Uh, <laughs> Show the driveway. Yeah. It's more like grocery store yeah, talk. grocery shopping. <laughs> but, yeah, that's the only really downfall. I mean, we were getting, depending on how you fly, three. I have the timer set for three minutes. When I first got to two, now, I do have the race edition motors on the, on the Tiny Whoop. As far as the stock Industrix FPV, the times, Andre, were exactly the same. At three minutes or plus or minus a little bit, that's it on both of them. And I didn't really – now, we weren't like full-on cranking around full speed. But what we were doing and the type of flying we were doing, I didn't notice any difference between the, the no, motor setup. They were very similar, even in power, like even punching up. Like if you were way downstairs and we were punching up over the, the little gate thing, and in the li- they seemed identical to me. Now, do you agree with that? Oh, yeah, and, and that's why I said I'd probably buy the bind and fly version just because there wasn't enough advantage for that extra $70 yeah. or $80 or whatever it was, yeah. $70 more. Yeah. I'm like thinking, man, I'd just get the bind and fly. I hate to see that because I yeah. know Tiny Whoop, you know, they're a pri- aren't well, they like a private? You hate to see them losing business on, on something here, that kind of started thing, or Here's the thing, though. If, you, if but, you have an Inductrix and you want to convert it over, you're golden. You spend... Yeah. I don't know. It could be anywhere, depending on what you want to spend as far as camera and motors and stuff. Anywhere from forty to sixty bucks. Yeah, that's not you're, bad at you're, all. You're you're set. You know, a little bit of time and swapping things out. Yeah, uh, it's well worth it. I guess the you know the big question is is looking at it. Do do you want to? And again, there's a lot of tinkers out there. You know, if you want to tinker around with it and do your own, maybe some mods or whatever. You know, get the tiny whoop. But buy buy a fistful of batteries to really enjoy Definitely it. Definitely, you got to buy it. Yeah, I got. So you better save some money for the batteries. I know they're not horribly expensive, no. but it's a value. It's something you got to consider if you're making this purchase. Yeah. I think. Yeah, um, I, I started with six batteries. I thought, well, we'll start with six. We'll see how it goes. And by my even by myself with six batteries, 
you need about 10. 10 batteries will get you some, a, a lot of flying. You know, you can recharge. But you're looking at what, like maybe another 40, 50 bucks? Yeah. Roughly. Yeah. Five, 10, 50. Yeah, yeah. You're right. about 25 for a five pack, roughly. Yeah. For right. the good yeah. ones. Right. Well, I mean, but those are the, those are the, 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 the tattoos or whatever they're called. Yeah. 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 And, uh, battery, and you don't you don't want to chintz out on the battery. No, you want to get the best you can get. Yeah, best battery you can get, definitely for sure. Because I've done that and cheaped out on the batteries, and oh my uh, gosh, it's it's miserable. Right, right. I'd say the only downfall I I I have with the Inductrix is the frame, and and they they do make aftermarket frames we were looking at them because yours was crack and the one you you're yeah and that was from before that was way before the fpv setup but still my son has smashed it into everything possible i've smashed everything so the little tiny uh like support pieces that are coming from the motors to the uh, outside of the frame they crack I've glued them a hundred times. They just keep cracking. Kind of like the prop shroud or whatever. Yeah, it keeps the motor steady. There. You know, it keeps it from moving around. Uh, I think eventually I'm just going to have to spend the five or six the, bucks. But what's bad about the frame is you got to rebuild it. Pretty that's that the point. bad thing. You got to take everything off, take the motors back out. Uh, but I think that's what I'm I'm going to have to do. What the the only thing we didn't try? Uh, I wanted to get more flight time in. But what Tiny Whoop has on their website is the stock. Industrix FPV has a big, massive plastic piece that covers the transmitter and the camera, and it's heavy. Like it's it's well built. You can really, as you see, Mike mm-hmm. smashing Mike smashing in there a couple things. Really, <laughs> not <good>. really. Um, <laughs> okay, yes, I do. Now the Tiny Whoop store sells a small camera and transmitter mount to where you can take that plas- giant plastic piece off. Mount it right, you know, your camera and your transmitter right on there and mount it right back to the board. And I think it saves, I want to say, a gram, gram and a half, which is huge. such a tiny frame like that. Yeah, so if you do something like that, you might even get, you know, who knows, another half, 30 seconds of battery We were having a hard time seeing where that was really protecting much. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. We were trying to figure out why they designed something that heavy and that bulky. Right, I agree. something like this light. We couldn't quite figure it out. Well, I think when you're dealing with a huge company like like that and you're going to be pumping thousands of those out there you know they i'm sure they tested you know it's all different for durability things. yeah i think they're so trying to make that thing as absolute durable as possible so that they don't have problems down the road like sure. ah this thing's a piece of junk blah, blah. you know you got to take it for what it is you know you're flying a, a, a something that fits in your hand around fpv in the house you ought to be just happy you can do that yeah but you know how it goes some Little kid sees this, buys it, and crashes it, and you know, uh, thirty seconds later, the camera doesn't work, or you, you broke the the transmitter, and they're ah, wow, this thing's a piece now of junk. With the, I assume with the bind and fly one, you can still like if you were to break a camera, go to the Tiny Whoop website and just put their camera on it, or not. You, or you not. could, but Horizon also sells all that because okay. I was. When I was looking around, I almost was deciding whether to buy the stock Horizon camera and transmitter and put it on the original Inductrix, okay. go that route, or if I was going to – because I think – I can't remember off the top of my head if it was – I think it was a, actually buying everything might have been a little bit more money. I don't remember. But anyway, I decided to go the other route so we could do a little better comparison, sure. which I'm glad we did. Yes. So you could go that route and do that. So that's cool. Yeah, but man, I'm telling you, if anybody's on the fence about these, it was fun. It is so much fun if you can't <laughs> get out and fly like us. Uh, uh, it'd be interesting to maybe get them in a little bit bigger area too to to stretch the legs out and see what you know they can do. They're pretty quick though, aren't oh, they? Oh yeah, I, I mean was we were going from the speed. 
<laughs> Andre, we have a space. Let me try to paint the picture for you a little bit. We were in our upstairs living room. We would come around to the kitchen. I got a little uh, butcher block island, island thing. We would come around that, Andre. And then it's a split-level house, so we have a little gate thing that goes across. And we, it's about, about a foot that transfers from the kitchen that goes down into the split level into the like basement, okay? So we would come around the butcher block. And, and Mike started <laughs> this because... When I'm there by myself, I guess I have nobody pushing me, and I always just kind of go slow. I wanted you to follow me and stuff and do that, and you was doing well with yeah, that. Yeah, so I cool. usually just go slow and try to get in the little tight spots. Well, Mike gets going. He's just cranking. Like, he's <laughs> like, holy <laughs> cow. So, so he's like, follow me. I'm like, well, I'll, I'll try. <laughs> and surprisingly, FPV following each other was pretty easy i didn't think it would be that it felt like a star wars it did it felt like we were in star wars like the you know they got the little lights on them so they'd light up so it's just like star wars you're like in your little fighter plane and you're sitting over just crank you know following each other around but mike was just like i don't know flying through that little space i loved it and i was like wow that was crazy and i started following him and pretty soon we had that little little track and that little pattern going and oh it was fun oh my gosh Wow. Sorry to uh, bump there, guys, but it looks like the periscope has dropped. Oh, did it drop? You may want to check the timer, too, on the uh, recording. Uh, one thirty-five. so we're good there. Okay. I don't know yeah, why the periscope the peri- has dropped out or the video's... Yeah. All right, well... Everybody's, everybody's messaging me. Oh. Uh, so, so, actually, Chris, what, I, what you should do next is if you've got a scale, it would be neat to weigh the two, to two models and just see what's going on. Uh, as far as weight and what I'd like to know is I've looked at mine and I'm wondering if I can just change the frame you know I know I know there's hey there we go thank you Mike what happened just Uh, shut down storage almost full oh it's recording on your phone it's going to shut down again probably then Uh, you have it to where it uh, records a video I never did what happened was everyone we had I normally do it on a a mini iPad and for some I fired it up and decided to update and go into update mode and blah 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 and I was like crap we can't wait for this so we were using Mike's phone for the periscope and it's probably recording the video yeah and I have no memory if it shuts off I apologize Um, anyway um, Andre, I do know for a fact that the the tiny whoop is lighter. I mean, you can even you can feel the difference in your hand. It's yeah. it's quite a bit lighter, and that's kind of reason I went with that new camera. It's supposed to be about a gram and a half lighter than what the other camera setup was. So, um, but like I said, I, I bought that. They sell uh, another camera mount that you can take that big plastic piece off. You know, yeah. and, and so I'm going to try that. I got it. So what I'm going to try and find out over the winter then is, because I'll be flying this one a lot too, uh, is if I can take my Nano and port that over to a smaller frame. Now, I know there are advantages with the Tiny Whoop and everything as far as flight controller, because obviously the the um, the Nano QX's flight controller is a little, it's a couple years older, but mm-hmm. I've got the craft. A Tiny, uh, you know, the Inductrix FPV is like 150 Canadian, <gasps> so I'm like, eh. You know, I've got this thing. It still flies, and I can still go and navigate through the house just fine. And I've shot through some really narrow, narrow gaps with it. So we'll see. Oh, uh, it's a big difference. I can't emphasize that enough. You know, we <laughs> we got to work something out for you, Andre. We got to figure it out. We'll do something. Whether if I buy something here at our prices or whatever, you know, I got the FedEx it's, account. It's the it doesn't same, matter. Man, I checked. Dang I it. At stuff. And it's the convert. The exchange rate is just at the point where it is the same price. 
I see. So it, yeah. no way around it then. Because I no, know like what the, okay. the the Inductrix was a hundred and so it's a hundred dollars US right now, and then you know it's about one hundred thirty five Canadian. Then mm-hmm. you slap on the the taxes, and it's still you know all the same price. Hmm. Interesting. We'll I know, figure something out. I just We're know the Nano FPV. I know exactly what how you're flying and what you're doing, and it's exactly how I was slow, controlled, yeah. going through. With this tiny whoop, man, I know. it's like race level. I feel like a rotor riot pilot at that point. It's just unbelievable. Yeah. It's so much yeah. more adrenaline driven. You know what I mean? As opposed to getting yeah. the, the FPV feel, you're getting adrenaline with the FPV going now. Yeah. So nice. It's pretty cool. Nice. It is really well, cool. Well, we'll have to see. Uh, I, it's something I can uh, I can fiddle around with over the, over the winter and see what I can do. Hmm. You yeah. never know. Uh, Ryan piped in and said there are replacement frames and options. So yes. I'm like, okay, cool. Yes. So. Yep, yep, there are. And, oh, that was one thing we were going to touch on. Also, on the Tiny Whoop store, a lot of the uh, – there's um, some aftermarket frames. Now, they are aluminum. They're beefy and heavy duty, and you're not going to break the frames, but they are quite a bit heavier, so you're probably going to have to even step up the motors more. And, wow. again – you step up the motors to, to get it to fly fast and everything. Then you're, you know, you're limited on your battery. Also, I'm finding out yeah. the bigger motors aren't lasting as long. You know, the lower KV, smaller motors are lasting longer time-wise, okay. you know, than the... Yeah, they don't get as hot. Exactly. But uh, we flew them back to back. As fast as we could get the batteries to charge, we were back to back to back to back to back. Yeah. So a lot of fun. It was. A lot of fun. It was. Yeah. And so. you don't need a huge gymnasium or anything to no, do this. That's not at all. Awesome. Yeah. And, uh, I, I mean, I don't have a big house, and uh, we, we had no problems. Could you imagine flying those in a gymnasium? I mean, it'd be like... It unbe- almost be boring <laughs> in a gymnasium. <laughs> I mean, though. with obstacles and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I you think I'd like huge, more of a, a, a smaller technical, you know, the, the spots that thing can get in was... Man, well, crazy. even a gymnasium, you could go through rafters and stuff, I assume. Yeah. What's crazy, Andre, and maybe I'll post some video later on in the week. I sent, sent you a couple when we were when I was just playing around the house, and I flew through a wreath, a wreath, a wreath. And uh, it's crazy because coming up to it, the hole was a little bit bigger than the, the inductrix, but coming up to it, it really looks like like I'm not going to fit through there. And a couple of times I, I hit the sides, and you can, you know, it bumps around, you're like, but it you know goes through there and you don't have to worry about the props but you know squeaking yeah. through those tiny tiny little spots it, it doesn't look like in the camera you're gonna fit at it, all it was more durable than i thought because i definitely hit had some harder hits and you're like oh it's fine yeah, it's just fine. take it up and I'm yeah like, it's so light yeah the only thing is and this gets with my proto axes you'll get carpet fibers or hair yes. and stuff in the props yep. probably still like yep. i'm used to with the proto axe we had that issue once you know i got some carpet uh, it's fiber. something you gotta be aware of like yeah. especially as a new person you're like why is this oh, motor yeah, not turning motor and, i mean you really want to look closely yes and po- maybe pop the prop off and look yep. for that hair or that fiber in there because it, it'll it messed me up when i was first into yeah. the micro stuff so. yeah and uh that happens to me quite a bit because my wife has long hair, and it picks up one of those long hairs yeah. and winds around her and just shuts that motor down. Sometimes right it can now. be really tough to see unless you pop that prop off. Yeah. It's wound pretty tight. Right, so. right. So, yeah, good time. So I recommend whatever, either or, whatever you want. If you're on the fence or whatever, get, pick one up, especially for us you know, up here in the cold. I in the think winter. I may have to buy one. I think you should, and then we'll come over more and set up a little course or oh, something. Oh, yeah, we'll set something you up. Know? 
for sure. Don't crash into the dog. <laughs> Chase a dog. Uh, you know, yeah. my little dog, she don't. She slept in her bed there when we were flying around. Didn't seem to. Nah. Doesn't phase her. Your but, kid was probably more in the way. Yeah, the I know. Dog. My my son <laughs> likes to chase us around. Like, get out of the way! Get out of the way! I know he blocked you pretty good the uh, one time. He it did. looked like. Yeah, of course I go after them too. They're down in stairs playing video games. I run into them. They get all. I mad couldn't at believe me. the difference in your house when you had two boys, and then we went to the one boy. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh, two boys. <laughs> I was like, I need a beer now. <laughs> I like, I barely got in the sliding glass door, and I'm pounding a beer. <laughs> like, I can't deal with this. I was so glad to be out of work, and then I hear this. Ah! Yeah, all my two boys. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, this yeah. is a hair ripping experience. Oh, yeah. I guess I'm used to it. They're just, yeah. and you're like, well, one's going to be gone. And when yeah. one was gone, it was like night, night and day. day. It was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> this is what it'd be like course, if I had two boys. The kids are probably thinking, oh, great, two of them now. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I will uh, say, though, my wife asked my little one, you know, that next morning, she's like, did you have fun? Yeah, I really like Mike. He's funny. <laughs> Because I was showing you some videos, just silly videos, and I was losing it. Yeah, he really enjoyed Uh, you, and he's like, yeah, you even played Clash of Clans with me. (laughs) It was great. I really like Mike. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. (laughs) So... Oh, hey, man, I think that about wraps it up. That was fun. That was a good time. Good. I don't know if there's anything else. I mean, we could sit and probably go on and on and on, but maybe we better look outside and make sure we can still get home. Yeah, I, I don't still know. Snowing? It might be lightly. I can't tell. So, there was about an inch or two I had to shovel this morning. Yeah, it's close to I didn't want to fire inches. up the snowblower. I don't even no. think I have oil to mix that up yet. But. Yeah, we're not ready for that yet. <laughs> snowblower. <laughs> Funny thing about snowblower, my, I have an older elderly neighbor lives beside us she has a snowblower so usually in about october she comes over and goes uh chris the snowblower's all ready to go for you so you know and i'm like i don't uh, i'm like i don't even want to hear it i don't want to look at it you know but it is what it is i I'm, got another I'm free slow. one i keep getting free snowblowers oh really is it, your neighbors give you them so <laughs> well, you go my do aunt, their, oh, both okay. my uncle and aunt's given to me and i got free ones but i they're just the single stage ones they're not the two stage yeah. but we're, I'm slowly coming into it. It's, Does your neighbor have the two stage, or what? What, what do you what, mean the two stage? Where it throws, like it goes up to another level and then throws the snow, or it throws it, just, it. I don't know. It throws. There's it like, two stage and one, and usually the two stages I think are four cycle typically. Does hers take oil mix? No, or? it's straight big. It's huge. Oh, uh, then it's a two. I'm oh, sure it's a it's two huge. stage. There's no like doubt. I, by the time I'm big done wrestling that like thing, yeah, I'm, I'm wore out. Okay, it's, I'm, it's more than likely a two stage. I don't know. All right, folks, I think that's it. We're done. We're out of here. You going to go out and fly today, Andre? You taking the fan? No. <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> like, no. No. It's cold. I got to go and, uh, no, it's, we've got some family stuff to do and, you know, put up the tree yeah. and all that other fun stuff. So I was glad I got out yesterday and burned off those battery packs. Good, good. Well, thanks for joining yes, us, everyone. Thanks. I think what we might do, uh, Christmas is coming up for us here soon. We may turn around and just record another podcast next weekend if everybody's available. We'll, who knows what we'll talk about or get into. So that might be the plan. Then we'll get you a podcast out. I still want to get Paul Zander on here, too. Yeah, maybe maybe any... next weekend we'll call him up. He might be a good guest, too. Yeah, so. see what happens. So thanks for joining us. Uh, one little note I wanted to talk about. Uh, there was a lot of lack of our FT After Hours Facebook stuff for a while. For some reason, I don't know why, it disappeared on us, and we couldn't do any. I mean, you could, but uh, it was very strange. Facebook did something, and it disappeared, and I just was fed up and about rate, and I almost took it off. 
for some reason, uh, this week it magically reappeared. I don't know what happened or what they did, but it came back. So now we're able to post stuff to it and, and get our notifications. And so we'll get back to doing that. Have any questions, concerns, problems, whatever, uh, Send me an email, chris at flighttest.com. I like to answer them. Keep sending in the crash stories. We'll do a big uh, complication of them and get those out there. And I say this all the time. If you have any tech questions, I can't answer them, but send them in because David, David Vinden still can. Yeah. And we, I was hoping to get him on this show, but yeah. I, who knows he's what he's into. He's enjoyable to have on yeah. for sure. So, but we will have him on hopefully soon. See what he's been up uh, see to. See what he's been up to and uh, get his thoughts on stuff. So thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you here very soon. See you later. See you guys. Bye. Later.